Episode 120 of Australia's number one marketing show. Listen in to this fireside chat I have with Pinterest specialist Jason Miles and discover why and how Pinterest may be the missing link in your social media strategy. Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now here's your host, Tim Reid. Welcome back, listeners, to Australia's number one marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reid. You right there, whether you are commuting, jogging, lying down, are a motivated small business owner. Yep, even if you're lying down. And we are brought to you by the very good folk at Net Registry who help you get your business sorted online. A little bit more about them in a minute. Welcome back also to everyone at the Flying Solo community. Bit to cover today, as per usual, there is marketing gold dripping from the Small Business Big Marketing Headquarters. Um, KPI, my friends at Key Person of Influence have broken an Australian record just yesterday. I want to share that with you after the interview that I have coming up. I also want to share with you a business that I came across yesterday that has blown my mind. It's the business that I would want to set up if I decided to go down that route or route, if you're American. I'll share that also after the interview. It's very exciting business. Oh, boy, boy, oh, boy. I'm actually going to interview the guys. I'm interviewing the guys tomorrow, so upcoming interview on that one. But I will share that with you after we speak with Jason Miles. Now, let me tell you about Jason Miles because he is a smart cookie. Jason, I approached a couple of months ago to talk about Pinterest, right? New social media. Everyone, you might you might not even heard of it. I'm amazed at how many people haven't heard about it. It's been around for a while now. Well, a while in social media time, you know, months. But Jason is, he's a vice, first of all, he's an academic and second, he's also a business owner. Jason's the vice president of advancement at Northwest University in Seattle in Washington. He's got a master's degree in business administration, but he also, what I love about Jason, he co-founded Liberty Jane Clothing with his wife and he continues, he's the, he's the prime marketer at that business. So let me give you some numbers around Liberty Jane. Got 150,000 digital guidebooks downloaded from their website. He's got a six, it's a six figure online business, 14,000 Facebook likes, 7,600 subscribers on their YouTube channel with 1.2 million views. And he has written the definitive guide on Pinterest called Pinterest Power. It is, oh, nearly swallowed a frog then. (laughs) It is time we learn about Pinterest because, you know, it's one of those social media channels, and I'm not one of the marketing guys who says, get onto all the social media channels. I just think it's quite daunting for any small business owner to have to consider, you know, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Google+, and, and now Pinterest. You know, that's pressure. That's cause for social media anxiety, which is a condition in America for which they have clinics you can check into. I do want to interview someone at one of those clinics one day. Must get onto that. Suffice to say that Pinterest is here um, and it would appear, uh, you know, having interviewed Jason now, I'm actually convinced that it's actually a really good social media channel. What I love about it is it's not an onerous social media channel. You don't have to sit there and think, what am I going to write this time? 
What's my post going to look like? What am I going to record? What am I going to tweet? None of that. It's just pinning pictures. It's, I love that. It's, it's really low maintenance, a low maintenance, low maintenance social media channel that get, can potentially get you a lot of traffic. And Jason in this interview explains exactly how that happens. So without further ado, let's go over and have a listen to what Jason Miles, author of Pinterest Power, shared with me recently. Jason Miles, marketing on Pinterest author. Welcome to Small Business Big Marketing. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, nice to be here. Absolute pleasure to have you all the way from uh, Seattle. That's right. Yeah, Good, love it. Now let's get stuck into this because this is this is uh, an interesting episode. It's going to be a mix of like you know bird's eye view of social media and Pinterest right through to kind of like the big question: Why should we care? And how the hell? Do we use Pinterest or why should we use Pinterest in our business? So, so Chase, if, if we could just have that discussion first about social media, what do you love about this social media phenomenon? Yeah, you know, I think um, there's pros and cons to it. Um, one of the things that we've found over time is that it's a great way to drive traffic to our, our e-commerce site. Um, so I guess I'm pretty practical in that regard. And if it didn't drive traffic... And if it didn't result in sales, I'm not sure we'd be doing it in our small business. And um, so I love that aspect of it. I think that's probably why we gravitated towards Pinterest. Um, I'm going to just pull you. That's I'm, the I'm key gonna, part. I'm going to pull you back a step even further before we get into Pinterest. What is sure, it sure. about social media that is kind of that you think that that, that you love? Yeah, um, I think each platform is different. We started on YouTube. Um, and love YouTube a lot. Um, we've got over 9,000 subscribers, 1.6 million video views on YouTube. So that was our first social media platform that we really took the time to learn about and understand. And it's got its own unique attributes. And then we started on Facebook, um, and then really Pinterest came along for us. Um, we never got into Twitter. So we kind of, we, we like to take each platform for what it offers and for the unique way in which you can engage with people. Now, we, uh, you, when you say we, you're talking about your, you and your wife's business, Liberty Jane Clothing, yeah? Correct. Yep, yep. It's a business we started in 2008 uh, as an eBay uh, seller, and it's just grown and grown from there. Yeah. So you've kind of also then branched out and become this kind of Pinterest specialist, written the book and, you know, sharing the Pinterest love as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, we started on eBay. We did that for 18 months, got totally burned out. And then developed a better business model, and it's really now it's it's almost primarily um, a completely a digital goods business model. My wife designs doll clothes patterns for the American Girl doll. It's an 18-inch doll, and I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. Nothing like um, a, nothing then, like a nothing like a niche, Jason. <laughs> I know it is funny, but you know what? It's a pretty big, tiny little niche, and um, so we started publishing digital patterns. Um, we've had over 200,000 of them downloaded in the last few years. Um, it's turned into a six-figure business, a thriving six-figure business. Cool. And uh, so she designed stuff. We auctioned it on eBay. And then we published the patterns as digital downloads. That's sort of the business model we're stuck into. Listen, I was going to get stuck yeah. into um, the Pinterest discussion, but you, you've uh, quite interesting. You've mentioned 1.6 million views on YouTube. Um, I, I, I can't let that go without asking <laughs> how. And and yeah. you used then used Facebook. 
and you ignored Twitter. So, oh, man, yeah. there are so many questions there. Can we just, without going into too much detail, what's the secret to 1.6 million YouTube views? Yeah. So, and, and maybe I'll just mention kind of our social media strategy in general. Um, yeah, YouTube, um, we started with contests. And YouTube is a great platform for contests. So we do a design contest. And it was really a simple idea. My wife can literally make any kind of doll clothes, you know, anything that she kind of can see she can make. And so we had this idea to do a contest on YouTube. People could submit their videos as a response to ours. And uh, she would pick a winner and make that design, that outfit. The first time we did it, we had several hundred responses, video responses. Um, the last few times we've done it, I think the, the top number of responses was like 2,300 video responses. And we have other strategies that we use, but our primary strategy is either the contests, which we do twice a year, or how-to videos, which have been huge, and that's a great way to engage um, so yeah, over 9,000 subscribers, 1.6 million video views. And you know, there are YouTube users who have much, much bigger footprints than that, that mm. are in craft spaces, you know, doing, uh, you know, craft how to's that kind of thing. Oh, wow. So, um, okay. so that was YouTube. Yeah. Yep, that Hang was YouTube. On. Do not leave YouTube. You are not <laughs> allowed to leave YouTube. So, um, just so I understand, and maybe you can send me a link to one of these contests so we can get a sense. I'll put it in the show notes uh, for this episode. Sure. But, um, what are we talking like you to camera or you, you or your wife to camera saying, Hey, um, send us your best, um, design, um, based on something and we'll pick a winner and then go and yeah. actually, we'll actually take it to market. Is that what you do? Except we don't take it to market. We just make it for them and send it to them. And uh, so then that then they go crazy over that. And, you know, the, it's a, a lot of dog collectors, you know, girls a lot of times who are in the 13-year-old, 14-year-old age bracket who still kind of like dolls, but they kind of want to be designers. And we've kind of given this use for their design ideas. And, and man, it's gone crazy. It wow. has just gone crazy. Yeah, so. great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, do send me an example. I'll put it in the show notes. And and that you mentioned sure. the how-to video. Well, how-to is the most search prefix on the internet, as we all know. So um, you are just the, out there. And, and, you know, like I know this episode, which we're going to get into some how-to around Pinterest, will also – it gets traction. You know, whenever I do a how-to kind of episode, um, people enjoy it because they are – we're all learning – you know how to how to do something better when we when we cover a topic like that. Okay, yeah. so that's YouTube. How YouTube. You- Can I mention Facebook? Yeah, go and for it. Mention- yeah, yeah. So Facebook, we've got I think over twenty four thousand fans now for our Facebook fan page. We you know we were into Facebook pretty early. We used the you know promoted tweet uh, promoted posts and uh, Facebook advertising platform. So you know we bought our way into some of that, um, but we turned the advertising on and off. Um, and we, we try to engage. That's really the conversational platform for us. We do the standard things like a, you know, quiz on Tuesday and questions on Thursday and, you know, stuff like that, where we try to engage systematically. Uh, but we also use it as really targeted quick traffic. So if we have an auction ending at six o'clock in eBay, you know, we'll put it out and on our Facebook uh, fan page, you know, at four thirty or five o'clock and say, Hey, an hour left. And it really helps with bursts of traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, t- 
Twitter, we just honestly never got into. Um, we're loving Instagram, and uh, I'm writing a book on that. But <laughs> but Twitter never worked for us because uh, my wife would have had to do the tweeting, and it's just not her thing. I'm the writer, I'm the marketer, she's the designer, and so I just it just didn't work for us. Um, and so we said, you know what? It doesn't socially fit in with how we do our business, just personally our interactions, and so we're not going to use it. And, and, and even even as a broadcast medium, you don't see any value in it by simply you know going okay, well it's not going to be a place to engage. But hey, what about if we do have stuff to say? Which obviously you do. Why wouldn't you just you know have a VA or someone um, broadcasting updates around living yeah. in Jane clothing? You know, I guess we just have felt like it's not what we're doing, and we're fine with that. Yeah. And. It's just the platform we're not going to engage on. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many. There's only so many hours in the day. Exactly. Yeah. And we're going to be good at what we're good at, and we're going to let the rest go. You know. Interesting so. discussion, Jason. I, 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 as you said, you know, I got you on the show because you've written this book, marketing on Pinterest. But to have that kind of broader social media discussion and and take us inside um, your YouTube and Facebook strategies. Good. Well, actually, Instagram. What's your Instagram strategy? Yeah, we're loving Instagram a lot. I'm writing a book on that right now. It'll come out. Pinterest Power was the first book I did uh, this last fall, and then Instagram Power will come out um, with McGraw-Hill again this year. Um, So our Instagram strategy, actually, what we're finding is that Instagram's a lot like Twitter, except for images, you know? And uh, so we're liking it a lot. Contests are really hot on Instagram. Um, we're using um, a strategy in Instagram that's really working well, and I'm writing about it for the book, but it's basically like a product launch strategy, a visual product launch strategy, where we take pictures of the product as it's being designed, and then as it's being made, and then we say, you know, the product's going to be on, on our site, you know, on Friday at noon, boom, it sells. Mm. And so it's sort of like a visual, uh, you know, classic product launch style strategy. And uh, so we're just learning, you know, we're learning Instagram, but we're liking it a lot. I'm, uh, I'm struggling to see how Instagram differs between Pinterest in that sense. So I look forward to kind of, we won't, I'll put that question on hold, but uh, two, two visual social mediums there. So yeah. let, let's, let's go, let's, let's just go, here we go, jump off the cliff. Jace, why why should I care? Why should we care about yep. Pinterest as a two marketing words. channel for our business? Yeah, two words: referral traffic. It mm. is a referral engine and a referral, just a really a referral machine. That's it's it's um, doing things that are just so incredible in terms of the volume of traffic that it's referring and. So, I, and I'm happy to just mention sort of our site stats and the website that we really. We, we first learned about uh, Pinterest through our Google Analytics. We didn't learn about it socially or anywhere else. We learned about it looking at our Google Analytics. All of a sudden, uh, all this traffic's coming from this thing called Pinterest, huh? Yeah, and, you know, we have – our site is pretty big. Um, just in the last 30 days, we had uh, 509,000 page views, 50,000 unique visitors, 85,000 total visits, um, so we get a lot of referral links from a lot of places. Mm. You, know, you just don't pay attention to the, to the ones that are driving a little bit of traffic. But, you know, a year, um, year and a half ago now, summer 2011, we started to see Pinterest. And we didn't notice, it, you know, um, 
much traffic, but each month it started to grow. So July, August, by September of 2011, we were like, what in the world is this? We checked it out. We learned about it. We started to realize that, you know, this was a phenomenal opportunity for us. We weren't on Pinterest. We had no profile. We didn't even know what it was. But what was occurring was our customers or fans or followers were pinning content from our e-commerce site, Liberty Jane patterns.com is the site and um and they were socially sharing it and driving traffic so you know by we're not stupid so by about september october we thought man we gotta we gotta figure out how to do this you know so we decided we were going to set up a profile um i decided i was going to blog about it publicly so last december 13 months ago we um decided to launch our our profile in pinterest and we will launch one for the business that my wife manages. And then we launched, I will launch one personally. And um, we saw our traffic from Pinterest absolutely skyrocket. Um, you know, last, um, last December, uh, you know, over a year ago now, mm-hmm. we had uh, total visits from Pinterest of 1,141 with 443 referral links, links inside Pinterest pointing to our website. Well, the next month, January, that's, this is a year ago, uh, we had 652 referral links and 2,000 visits from Pinterest. And that was right when we set up our profile. Well, fast forward a yeah, year, yeah. we had um, in the last uh, 30 days, um, we had, I'm um, looking at my stats now, uh, 6,600 visits from Pinterest. And uh, we have over 9,100 referral links now in Pinterest pointing to our website. Is every one of those referral links considered a backlink from an SEO point of view? Yeah. Um, they, when it was um, set up originally, you know, there's do, uh, do follow and, and no follow. Mm. Um, so originally it was, it was do follow, now it's not. So the question about whether how, how strongly it's weighted for search engines, I guess that's up to Google and Bing and all that, but, mm-hmm. but it is an external referral link. Um, and uh, so, so that's, that was mesmerizing to us. It's still mesmerizing. I mean, I just looked to see how many Facebook referral links we have. Uh, it's 104. Um, so... We've worked in Facebook for what, four or five years now, have 23, 24,000 followers and have 103 referral links. Uh, and in Pinterest, we have 9,100. Can we um, just understand this referral link? So this is a link within someone's Facebook or a link within someone, uh, someone else's Pinterest back to your site? Correct. And so what's occurring in Pinterest is, uh, and this, this is really why Pinterest is so mesmerizing as a marketer. The, the primary social behavior in Facebook is to like someone's comment or to comment back, maybe to follow them, to be a liker of their fan page, right? None of those things include a referral link be, being created, a new link mm-hmm. to the But in Pinterest, the primary social behavior is to repin the, the, the image that you're looking at. And when you do that, you replicate the URL that's associated with that. Yeah, right. So by default, as soon as I grab an image from somewhere and put it on one of my Pinterest boards, bang, there's a link back to that site where that image came from. That's right. Okay. And every 
repins that, which is the common social behavior. It's replicating those links. Okay, let's. Um, we, we've jumped straight into why why we should care. Just just for the great unwashed, which will be many people listening. Just explain Pinterest. I'm looking at the site now. The way they explain it, nice and simple. Pinterest is an online pin board. Organize and share the things you love. Okay, so Jace, exactly how does that work? Yeah, so it's really designed as a curation tool. You know, the, the function in your browser where you have bookmarks, it's really designed to replace that with a visual uh, image to serve as a as a, a visual image to, to serve up the content for every one of those links. So as you're looking at it, you know, a user looks at it and sees a picture. A marketer should look at it and see an image that links back to a website. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what you, what you do in Pinterest is you set up an account and you start following people and your Pinterest experience is uh, created by their um, images that they pin. So if you follow all realtors, you'll have tons of realtor-related images that you see in your Pinterest experience. Um, if you follow all food lovers, you know, you'll see tons of food stuff. Um, and so uh, as a user, that's the experience you're creating for yourself. So who you follow matters uh, in terms of what you're going to see and what you, you know, what you ultimately will like and repin and create your own collections around so the idea is, first of all, there's, do they call it a timeline? What do Pinterest call the... the yeah, feed. A feed. Okay, so you've got your own personal feed and whoever you like on Pinterest, whoever other Pinterest accounts that you like, your feed is populated with what they pin. And then the other part of it is that you then set up your own Pinterest boards. Is that the right terminology? Words. Yep. 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 Okay. So, and and you can have as many boards as as you like. So, I'm going to use this show as an example. Uh, when we have literally this week just started a Pinterest account. I'm. Am I embarrassed to say that? No, I'm not embarrassed to say that. So many only so many hours in the day. But what what we've got is we have. Um, I don't have a feed yet. I'm not even looking at the feed. I'm not following anyone because it's, it's it's very early days. But we've got a Pinterest board for every guest that's been on the show. And there's been, you know, you're the 117th guest. So a photo of every guest, which will link back to that interview. That makes a lot of sense to me. Should have done that earlier. The second board is one that we're creating because I've just brought on to my virtual marketing team a girl by the name of Jess who is going to scribe um, not every episode, but a lot of episodes that I do and effectively turn each interview into an infographic, right? Yeah. Okay. You like that? I do. Uh, So then there's another board that has little infographics or scribes of the key interviews that I do. So, and once again, linking back to the show notes of that interview. Um, So there are a couple of examples of boards, yeah? I like that. So... I have a few best uh, recommendations to give to people who are setting up their Pinterest account. We can use you as an example if you want to just rattle through a few ideas. Cool. Yeah. So the first one is, it's kind of funny, but you don't start on Pinterest. To really set up a good marketing strategy in Pinterest, you want to start on your own website. And what you're looking to do is audit your website and ask the question on every page or post, is there an image that effectively represents the content? And so if you go to small business, big marketing, 
And, you know, so I did this earlier today and you look at your uh, last interview, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at that and what you want to do is there's a tool that you add to your browser tools called a pin marklet tool. Um, and it's a little button that is installed onto your browser and it allows you to pin images from any website on the internet that you're looking at. And you want to install that and, and use it almost like an audit tool. So you, and I have it right here, and when I click the pin it button on my browser, I see four images associated with your last post. Uh, okay, so let me just be really clear here. That is a, what's it called? A pin, uh, what's the button called? Marklet a tool. Mar okay, so that sits, that sits on your browser and the level of your, your, you know, of your browser, maybe above your bookmarks bar or whatever it is. Um, when you are on a page, you can hit that button and that will bring up any images that are pinnable. And then what do you do? You click one of those images and it, and it heads over onto your, onto, your, onto your Pinterest feed. That's true if you're a basic user, but if you're the marketer and it's your website, the first thing you want to do is ask the question, do any of these images tell the story of what's on this post or this page? Mm -hmm. And so that's the first step is really audit your site and ask the question, you know, it, am I going to be able to serve up my content that's in a way that's Pinterest friendly to people who are interested in using Pinterest to, to curate or collect this interview, uh, for example, with Mia? Um, and then in Pinterest, what will it look like? And so what a lot of content marketers are doing are making little, I call them promo graphics. It's almost like a little display ad where you say, you know, five important lessons for content marketing or, you know, an you with da, da, da. Um, and it's a graphic that you install in the post or the page. Pinnable uh. content. And it's a descriptive pinnable content that people would choose. They would choose that every time if they want to curate content from small business, big marketing. And I can guarantee you if you do that, if you fix that one thing, you'll start having all your visitors who are into Pinterest just do that for you. Okay, so let, let's just be, so the, the interview, uh, the, the most recent interview is with Mia Friedman. What, what I should have done, and, and one of the big points around that interview was how, um, how to target women in your marketing, right? And yep. that was a big point. So what, what I should have done is gone and created a nice little uh, square postage stamp sized banner, uh, and, in, and which said, um, five, uh, listen in as Mia Friedman talks about how to target women or five ways to target women in your marketing, and then embedded that image within the show notes of that post, yeah? Or your infographic that you're gonna make would also serve that purpose very, very well. Yeah. So either way. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you've then got to make sure you've got that, that marklet installed onto your browser. Yeah, exactly. So step is start on your own website and audit it. Second step, it gets real easy. Created a great profile that explains who you are, the company, you know, what you're trying to collect or curate, um, any credibility indicators, you know, the basics of a good social media profile, uh, a good headshot, you know, or image. Um, so those are, those are a couple of the basics. And then the third thing you want to do is get back into your analytics on your website and look to see who is pinning content off your website. What will happen is you'll have people who are really crazy about Pinterest trying to pin stuff off your website. And you can see them in your analytics. You can see the pins, 
and you go find them, and you'll be you'll be amazed at who is out there um, advocating, sharing, you know, your content. And all you want to do is like them, comment, follow them, uh, and affirm them in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Those are some basic steps. The fourth thing you want to do is a marketing plan. Um, I have a very very straightforward marketing plan. It's a four step plan. Um, it's on my website, and and we can get into that if you want. Um, fifth thing. Can, con- can I just stop you on the marketing plan? Is that a marketing plan for Pinterest? Yep, yep. Give us the four the, steps. The four steps are this. Establish an authority profile. The, the first step would be an authority profile that really clarifies, for example, your own Pinterest profile. Because I was going to look for it, but um, the question is, if on face value, does it say you're the host of the number one you know, Australian podcast on marketing, um, the basic authority profile. The second thing you want to do that's counterintuitive is you want to take all of your current fans on Facebook and your newsletter and invite them to find you on Pinterest because what they'll do is they'll friend all their friends from Facebook and they'll friend you and you will be one step removed from all their friends. And when they start repinning your content, they're sharing it with all their friends. So inviting your existing social media fans and followers uh, to follow you on Pinterest, the second step. Third step is become what I call a visual Sherpa. So, you know, you have to identify what you're trying to accomplish in Pinterest. And it needs to be service to your target market. So you really want to think through what, what do they want to see? Do they want to see randomness? Do they want to see pictures of my backyard or my vacation? Or do they want to see infographics and images related to content marketing or small business marketing. And really what it is, is what you'd be looking for is content that is an image that's a placeholder for articles, videos, webinars, things that you know they would like. Mm-hmm. That's the third, third step. And then the fourth step is what I call X. It kind of depends on the kind of business you're in, but it can be a behind the scenes look at your business. It can be contests. It can be giveaways. It can be ways to let uh, the Pinterest users feel close, more closer connected uh, to you. Um, and so that depends on the kind of business you're in, how you would approach that step. Um, but it's not rocket science. Um, but if you don't understand the goals, the basic goals of what you're doing in Pinterest, flounder, you know. I'm just thinking one of the things that I do with um, I'm pretty clear on the different roles the social media channels play in the small business big marketing brand. The way I use Facebook at the moment, Jason, is that I it's it's to me it's the way I share the lighter side of marketing. So if you go to the small business big marketing Facebook, what you're going to see is funny um, customer service experiences, funny headlines, funny ads, weird brochures, strange signage, you know, just the lighter side of, of small business marketing and um, you know, there would be hundreds and hundreds of examples that I've put there over the last couple of years. Would that be better suited to Pinterest? No, I think it's the opposite. I think you leave that as your strategy on Facebook because that's what people have come to appreciate. And I think in Pinterest, maybe you have a new thing and maybe it's a library of the very best of the internet related to small business, big marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's just you, you personally saying, you know, here are my pin boards related to email marketing and mobile and, you know, SEO and whatever, whatever. And you do collections like that and you serve as a resource for your audience. And I think Pinterest is a great, great tool for that. Mm-hmm. It's really like a library site. And one of the reasons it's very different than the other social media sites. It's you like know. a library site. Okay. 
creating a library. Yeah. Gotcha. You know? Tell me, I know there's a lot of people wanting to know in terms of who's using Pinterest now. One of the things that, you know, when you're telling me about the almost the instant success when you went into your Google Analytics, you know, 14 months ago and you saw this this activity coming from Pinterest that you weren't even, you didn't even have an account at that point in time. I, I just wonder, you're selling Liberty Jane clothing, you're selling designs, clothing design, you know, you your, your target audience is, is young girls, teenage girls. Is that right? It's ideal for this use. Yeah, it's really, it's the girls and their moms. Okay, so girls, mums, women, um, and I know I've got a couple, I've got a few listener questions actually. That's one of them. Is, is, it, is, it, is there a leaning towards women with Pinterest or why is there a leaning towards women? You were in a category that Pinterest was made for. Right. right. Um, there's a whole lot of small business owners listening to this who are dentists and chiropractors and and carpenters, etc. Uh, is it as relevant to them? You know, I think it is. Um, that's one of the primary pe- questions people ask. Um, you know, when I'm speaking and that kind of thing. I use my own blog as an example. You know, so marketing on Pinterest is a is a you know basic marketing blog, um, and so there's no product associated with that. It's just pure content. Um, you know, I've gotten for that blog 14.8% of my traffic from Pinterest. Yeah, but that's a blog about Pinterest. It is, but it, but it could be a blog about Twitter or it could be a blog about SEO or it could be a blog about, you know, washing machines. Um, so... That's my other example. And so the answer is, I think it can serve people who are in service industries, in industries that aren't product-centric and product photography-centric. And the way in which it would serve in, in those cases is similar to what I was just talking to uh, with you, which is figure out what your ideal prospect wants to see and what they want to learn about and what they need help with discovering and be that person who's curating content for them. And if you're an insurance salesman, man, they're there are a dozen or 20 topics that people would be interested in if they know that's what your thing is and they follow you on Pinterest, they're going to appreciate you pointing out those kinds of pieces of information. Um, will it be as, as effective as it would be for a product-focused business like ours? Uh, you know, I don't know, um, but it's definitely worth, worth thinking through. One of the things, you know, like I've just come off this um, speaking engagement with financial planners, financial advisors in the audience, and, you know, there was that social media discussion. And, you know, I'm not one of those marketing guys who, and I don't think you are either, which, you know, you must be on all the social media channels or or even any of them. You know, it it is, it's kind of a, it's person dependent. They're, They're onerous in terms of time and resource, and you've got to have stuff to say. One of the things the financial planners, uh, often fed back to me was, but but I don't think my clients are on Twitter. I don't think they're on Facebook, you know, and the same argument would come up for Pinterest, you know. Um, so if your clients aren't on Pinterest, you know, is it still worth considering? I think I know the answer to it, but what's your view on that? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I mean, you have to find where your, your audience is. Clearly, originally for us, YouTube was the place where we found you know, a, a cohort of our, our ideal, you know, prospects. Um, it, maybe that's not Pinterest for somebody, you know, and I, I already mentioned that we just have always avoided Twitter. 
Um, so I think you have to decide how it fits in with your strategy. Um, I'll tell you why, why we like Pinterest so much. Mm-hmm. It, and here's just a few things to think about. It's social media without words. You know, you, you, don't, you don't talk. You don't type. It's not, it's not the custom to do tons of commenting or, you know, answering questions on it. And I think that's very refreshing to a lot of people because one of the biggest questions people ask is, I, can I really cram in another social media site? You know, I'm just overwhelmed already with it all. So you know, Pinterest is, is social media light in that regard. The, the, the that se- is social media nirvana. I know. Exactly. <laughs> that's why Instagram's so awesome too. <laughs> very cool that way. Um, the second thing that's very cool about Pinterest is it's not about real-time sharing. And that's, you know, two years ago when it came out, that was the real big change. That's why, you know, not really understood at first. Everything was about real-time sharing two years ago. You know, I'm checking in at Burger King and I'm, you know, I'm checking at the movie theater and whatever. Um, It's not based on real-time sharing. Um, And the third thing that's very, very cool about it is it's grassroots not pushed marketing messages. You know, like the story of our business experience was that it was a grassroots user community uh, of, of fans and followers that got us into this. Um, that's very different than Facebook, where you have to say a message for it to be received. You don't have anybody working real hard for you in Facebook. Um, you know, you've got to push your message through it. Um, the fourth thing that we love about it is the content is, it was, has what you might call a long shelf life or half life. life. Um, the Bitly people, um, bitly.com, um, did research, and uh, Hillary Mason's their chief scientist. She looked at the half life of a socially shared item. And so a Twitter, you know, a tweet has a half life, or half of all of the engagement it'll ever get occurs in 2.8 hours. Mm. After 2.8 hours, it's basically half done. And, you know, um, a Facebook comment or post has got 3.1 hours as its half-life. A YouTube video has a half-life of seven hours. And they haven't published data yet related to Pinterest, but I would imagine it's longer. I know for our personal business, we frequently get the most traffic from Pinterest in any given day from pins that have been pinned 30 weeks ago you know, or 20 weeks ago. And the coolest part is when you look, we didn't pin those items. Mm. We weren't the ones that initiated into Pinterest. Um, so it's very, very cool that way. Um, and obviously as a marketer and you're, you're struggling with how much time and energy you have, you, you know, that's the nice part about Pinterest is if you put items into it, they have a much longer shelf life or if you set your site up so that your customers can put content into it, um, it's really an investment um, that's going to pay off for a long time. In- I, I think a great point. And I, I think the fact that um, it's got that longer shelf life means that it's going to have the opportunity for more people to find it. And if you are thinking, you know, in addition, an additional answer to that last question is that, you know, when you, when you are on a social media channel like a Pinterest or a Twitter or whatever it is, it's kind of incumbent upon you, the business owner, to let people know because at the end of the day, it's a needle in a haystack. If you're on Pinterest, cool, there'll be people who organically find you, but unless you make it a call to action, maybe on your business card, on your website, when you're speaking to clients saying, hey, you should check out my Pinterest boards because there's a lot of good resources there, that's when, you know, you should get that additional action, traction. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And the, the last thing I'll just mention is, um, this maybe has happened to you before. I don't know. Um, in fact, I think I remember you guys talking about it um, in one of your podcasts, but you know, our Facebook fan page got shut down um, last August. It was the 4th of August, 2011, I guess, a year and a half ago. And the traffic was immediately vaporized, you know, wow. and we had to, you know, you do a little petition thing and you confirm that you're a real person. They were trying to clean up all their spam accounts and that kind of thing. Um, but it took several days for it to get turned back on. The cool part about Pinterest is all those referral links, those 9,100, those are diffused across so many user profiles and so many pin board collections. There's no way to unplug. Yeah, that's nice. That's reassuring. <laughs> that is reassuring. Uh, that would have been an interesting moment when you found your Facebook had disappeared, Jason. Yeah. Hey, uh, now, listeners, I am talking to Jason Miles, who has a blog marketing on Pinterest. He has a book, Pinterest Power. Um, Jace, I went out to my Facebook community, to my LinkedIn community, and said, hey, I am talking to Mr. Pinterest. What questions have you got? And as you would expect, it piqued their interest. Yeah, yeah. So I thought if I could just um, hit you with these questions. I think we've answered a lot of them. Um, but um, if we just – there's about – how many have I got here? There's about – oh, well, there's quite a lot. And I, the ones that I've taken, um, I think all up we got about – 30 questions, but I've got it down to about 10 because there was a bit, a bit of double up. So let's go through them. So I've got Kalana Gokken uh, uh, asked, is it more important just to, ha just to be active on Pinterest or should you try to promote your own products? Um, both. Yeah, I would have thought so. you got to, you got to give and take, huh? And you want to show the whole depth of who you are in your company and you know a, a robust approach to it, not cool. just product image, product image, product image, you know. Bianca Bollard asks, how can a service-based small business benefit from Pinterest compared to an e-commerce business? Yeah, I mean, I think we touched on that a little yeah. bit. You know, to the extent that you have a customer base that you can serve in it, there's clearly a strategy for doing that. Yeah, Agreed. Um, Gaz Midson asks, which I think we've answered, how best to promote products. We've covered that. I have a, Here's the next one from Mac Smurden. I have a personal Pinterest account but have neglected it as I'm sure what it's all about. As I am sure, as I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I would love to know how it can be beneficial to a service business. Okay, sorry, we've covered that. Um, Okay, why do you think females have been such keen takers, upperers of Pinterest, asks Richard Hunniford. This is an interesting uh, question. Pinterest is the first large social network that didn't start in Silicon Valley or in a tech community. I suppose Facebook started on, on a college campus, but um, quickly they moved to Silicon Valley. Um, Pinterest started in Des Moines, Iowa. The founder, Ben Silberman, said that um, it was first received well by Midwestern moms and Mormons. That's his quote. Um, that was the first user community in Midwestern you know, cities in the US. And uh, it grew from city to city. Um, that's the basic user community that it started with, but it's been growing at such an enormous rate. It's really transcending that demographic. It's just like you know, Facebook started on the college campus, but ultimately as it grew, it transcended that. So over time, Pinterest will take on the user demographic info that's probably most similar to Facebook, which I think is like 58% female. Um, 
And so that'll ultimately be the gender split, um, I would guess, you know, but it's clearly started in that community. But in the UK, for, uh, for example, it started in the more Silicon Valley type, you know, uh, male demographic. And so that was the initial user community in the UK, but it's transcending that group there as well. So. Yeah, okay. Um, it, it, it's always hard to generalise, isn't it, in terms of pro? There's a few questions here around profile. Who's using it? Where are they? How long are they using for? It becomes, it's hard to generalise, but I think that's a fairly good summary that you've just given. Um, okay, so we've got Stuart Upward. Um, <laughs> this is a comment. Um, I've mentioned Pinterest to clients and the response is, what's that? Or no, not another social media network. So uh, he said with Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, the people I talk to are overwhelmed with what's out there. My question is, what's the benefits that Pinterest offers that differentiates it from other social networks? So Stuart, I reckon we have covered that. And I, I love the fact that it's less onerous. I think that's a, that's a great way of looking at it, you know. There's, it's like pin images, bang. Um, is it good for SEO? Daniel Archow asks. Daniel's a, a previous guest on the show. Um, we've kind of covered that. We're not you. You, you think Google factor, factor in the referral links, but you're just not sure what weight they give it. Yeah. Yeah, that's maybe that's a question for uh, you know, somebody smarter than me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> or for Google. Yeah. Um, Jillian Bullock asks, how do you make sales from it? And I know that you're marketing on Pinterest blog. Your, your tagline is make money, get noticed, expand your reach. Um, so how do you make money from Pinterest? Yeah, well, the referral links is a huge part. Um, you know, the stats are saying on Pinterest use, and there's a whole collection of stats that have kind of started to document this now, that um, people are, soci- are socially browsing and finding things to buy through Pinterest and that it's growing at a staggering rate. So it's, it's being used by people to socially discover things to purchase. Uh, the beautiful collection of stats and information around that, but, but bottom line, product photography is the cornerstone of it. If it's a product based, you know, concept, um, and infographics are great for content marketers, um, and for people who are selling services. So ultimately you're, attempting to serve people with information or with a visual display of the product and drive them to, you know, your, your e-commerce site. Chase, I'm just kind of brainstorming as you're talking then and saying, okay, like, let's just be really specific here. If we could give an action to, to, to listeners as to what to go and do next. And okay. If, if you're a product marketer, would yeah. it be a great idea to take uh, a photo of every single one of your products and do a, re- a video review and instead of just po- posting a photo of your product, actually posting an image um, of a video review that then links to that page on your site where that video lives. Likewise, if you're a service marketer, um, there's no reason why you can't create some kind of graphic around every service you offer and once again um, turn that into a video of you talking to camera about your service offerings. Is that a good start? It's a great start. And I should mention that um, you can also pin videos and they'll play straight in YouTube. Uh, sorry, they'll play straight in Pinterest. You can pin um, SoundCloud audio files, uh, MP3 files. They'll play straight in Pinterest. You can pin uh, slide share slide decks. Um, and so it's not just an image. So if you're a service provider, you know, your video can, can be viewed and you can have a collection of videos right on Pinterest. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, that to me sounds like a really good start to um, just cover your entire product or service range with videos or slideshows or audios and, and, and take it from there. A little bit more work than just kind of pinning an image, but um, I would imagine that richer content will pay off. Um, hey, Jace, um, is there anything I haven't covered? <laughs> is there a question I should have asked that I haven't? Mm, no, I think this is good. A lot of the fears and misconceptions we've talked through um, you know, people are pretty overwhelmed by it and then the idea of a new platform. But, um, no, I think we've covered it pretty well. Um, you know, the, the only last thing I'll mention is that some people who are real hardcore Twitter users try to apply Twitter tactics to Pinterest mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, follow a million people. So you, they, you get 600,000 people following you, those kinds of strategies. Um, it's not, it doesn't work. Um, Pinterest is very, very different in terms of how you grow um, than any strategy that you would use in, in Twitter in particular. It's more like YouTube marketing than anything else. Uh, so you just have to realize it's just a different animal. Um, but uh, there are people who have 1.6 million followers in Pinterest and are driving massive traffic to their sites. Uh, it, it's a real opportunity. So, yeah, I think we've got it. Yeah. Hey, Jason Miles, Pinterest power author, soon to be Instagram power author. I have to get you back when, you, when that book comes out. Thanks a million, mate. And I'll put a link also to the book uh, in the show notes so people can grab that off Amazon. Thanks, Jason. Thank you so much. It was a real honor. Really appreciate it. What about that, guys? Are you or aren't you convinced that Pinterest would be a worthwhile addition to your online marketing strategy. Personally, I am. I think, uh, as I said at the start, I love the low maintenance aspect of Pinterest. And I've already started pinning stuff since, um, since speaking to Jason. And in fact, in two days time, Jason will be sitting down with me via Skype and consulting me on how to optimize the small business big marketing Pinterest. Uh, and what I'm going to do is record that session, the entire session, um, and put it on the Small Business Big Marketing Forum, which I'm in the process of populating with very, very useful content to help you with your marketing. Uh, the forum, you'll be many people will be listening to this interview in the future, uh, and you will no doubt uh, it'll be live. Right now, it's going to go live in the next couple of weeks. Um, my Deep Dive Mastermind members are already in there, um, and we're starting to populate it with content. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, Jason is going to be consulting to me on how to optimize my Pinterest. We'll record it. We'll put it in the forum. If you want to, if you want to go and check out the forum, go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and click on the forum button on the right-hand side. Uh, and I'll also put a link to Jason's book, Pinterest Power, if you really want to get stuck into it. So a couple of other things, as I said at the top of this episode, that I would talk about. Um, KPI, Key Person of Influence, is a course for entrepreneurs started by Daniel Priestley and Glenn Carlson. I have interviewed both those guys on this show previously. If you wanted to have a listen to my chat with Daniel, you can go back to episode 82. Again, I'll put it in the show notes for this episode, which is 120. Um, lots of numbers, guys. Um, and Daniel talks about how to become a key person of influence in your industry. 
Glenn Carlson, Daniel's business partner in episode 72 of Small Business Big Marketing, talks about how to get 500 bums on seats, which is always a challenge for anyone who wants to run live events. Here's the thing. Yesterday, they run these days called brand accelerators where they get for eight hours, they get their five of their key speakers to come in and share absolute gold. It's all about building personal brand and these guys share absolute gold around pitching, publishing, partnerships, etc, etc. They ran the day at NIDA, the acting school in Sydney. They had an audience of 900 people. Well done. Big clap to the guys. I'm so proud of you guys, Glenn and Daniel. When I went to their Brand Accelerator Day about 14, 15 months ago, um, they had about 200 people in a room in at Swinburne University. So they've come such a long way and it is going from strength to strength. And I'm proud to say that come June of this year, I am a speaker for the Key Person of Influence course as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. So well done to you guys for getting that many bums on seats and it's only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. All right. The business that I saw yesterday that blew my mind. I know you guys, you do? Do you know that I love coffee? Coffee is one of my passions. I'm even thinking of starting a coffee podcast, but I'm just a little bit hesitant about adding that to my list of things that I am trying to tick off. But I love coffee. I love everything about it. I love the fact that it's hard to make consistently well. I love the taste of it. I love the process around it. I love the social aspect of it, etc., etc. So I go to buy my coffee beans yesterday at my favorite place down at Mornington, Bianca's. Hello, Pete. And Pete says, you're not going to believe it. There is a new coffee place opened up, catch this, in the industrial estate, the industrial area of Mornington. Mornington's kind of a beachside suburb of Victoria, uh, down where I live. And um, it's in an industrial estate. It is a shed. It looks like a factory, would have been a factory prior to this business coming along. So I head there. He said, if you drive past it, you're going to miss it. No signage, no logos out the front, no hoopla, no marketing hoopla. So I drive uh, I go drive down there. I've got my daughter with me. I said, Steph, let's go. We are heading down there. I said, what time's it close? He says, in 20 minutes' time. So I head down there. Sure enough, you'd, you'd miss it if you blinked. Um, I walk in and it just opens up into this just beautiful, beautiful business dedicated to coffee. Really hardcore, kind of beautifully big polished benches and tables, but for all intents and purposes, it looks like an old factory. They roast their own beans, very social place. They've got a bit of, they've got some people doing craft over in the corner. Got a, I was going to say a beer yard. They've got a coffee yard, but it's just amazing. It's just a, a place dedicated to the passion of coffee. It's the business that I'd open if I was going to open a cafe. I'm so so excited about it. If you don't like coffee, you're probably going, what is Timbo going on about? But look, you'll find out what I'm going on about because I'm going to head down there tomorrow. I I introduced myself to one of the owners yesterday, Sam, and he is kindly coming on the show tomorrow. I'm actually going to head down there with MacBook and microphone in hand and sit down with Sam after he closes and really feel the vibe of the business and get a sense of what they're up to. And I'll share that interview with you in the coming couple of weeks. It's exciting. A couple of young guys too, like really young guys who have started it. So that's exciting. Um, 
there is it, it represents a similar model, reflects a similar model of another business I interviewed quite a few episodes ago now with Lukey, um, the Peninsula Brewery, episode 66 with Matt Beebe, a brewery that also opened up, guess what, in the same industrial estate. So there's probably something going on in the waters down there because um, amongst crash repairers and welders and, you know, factories, there's some really cool businesses. All right. Hey, don't forget, guys, this has been an online marketing episode, really, hasn't it? And Pinterest is something to consider. If you're into it, please leave an ep- uh, a comment in the episode show notes because I'd like to hear what you think of Pinterest. Waste of time or is it good? And remember, we're brought to you by the very good folk at Net Registry for who I just wrote an opinion piece in their upcoming magazine called Net. I think it's the February issue or the March issue of their magazine called Net, N-E-T-T. It's a great magazine. The opinion piece I wrote was all about how to take action. How is, I, I think I share five ways that I go about taking action to get things done, which I know stops a lot of business owners from doing great marketing because they just don't know where to start. So I wrote an opinion piece on that. And Net Magazine is a magazine that you get when you simply buy something, anything from Net Registry and you get a subscription for six months and it is a quality printed magazine. It is a fantastic magazine full of online marketing goodness, which is exactly what Net Registry are, full of online marketing goodness. Go and check them out. There's a button on smallbusinessbigmarketing.com to Net Registry. It's on the right-hand side of, the, of my website. It'll take you to three exclusive listener packages to get your online marketing sorted. All right, guys, so coming up, interview with the guys from this new coffee shop that I've visited. That's coming up. Um, interview a very interesting guy out of New York. Uh, share that in a couple in the next couple of weeks uh, from a company called Hatchwise, which is an online logo sourcing business where you know you can you can run a logo competition and get lots of logos designed for your business to choose from. But he's also got an interesting story because not long ago. He was earning 10 bucks an hour in a timber yard, and now he is um, doing really well with this business idea called Hatchwise that he started. Um, enough of me. I hope you have a great week. I hope business is doing well, and I hope you're cranking out some good marketing, if not great marketing. Look forward to speaking next week. Until then, see ya. You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com.